Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Hey, folks, it's an extra issue, and we're reviewing the newly grim, dark Batman reboot, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Colin Farrell, and Jeffrey Wright. And, by the way, I'm Kaylin Batia. I'm Ryan. I'm Batum. <laughs> I'm Vengeance. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we're gonna. And uh, who are you? I'm Brent Wingate. No, oh. one, no one cares. The, uh, the, this isn't the first episode anyone's gonna be listening to. He's Brent Batgate. <laughs> <laughs> it's Blackie. That's I'm the name Bat, of the prison. Bat Win Batgate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the fir- uh, short version synopsis of this is an already established Batman is running around the streets of Gotham, attempting to hunt down a serial killer who calls himself the Riddler, using the help of Catwoman and Lieutenant Gordon. Batman goes deep into the underbelly of the city to expose its corruption and stop this madman who many people have compared to like a seven or a Zodiac style killer. Um, If you haven't seen the movie, this is a long version spoiler. Um, It's not possibly as long as the movie. (laughs) Nothing Uh, is. (laughs) So the Riddler is picking off high level targets who were all involved in a drug bust years prior So over the course of the movie, Batman learns that his father, Thomas Wayne, might not have been the man he thought he was, and that Catwoman is Carmine Falcone's daughter. (gasps) So so Thomas set up a fund called Renewal that was meant to help Gotham's poor, but it ultimately became a slush fund for its mobs. This is kind of the motivating factor that makes the Riddler think the entire city is corrupt and there's nothing that can be done to save it. Um, So Carmine killed a reporter who was digging into the Wayne family history, and then possibly killed Thomas and Martha after. Um, the Riddler's ultimate plan is to destroy the city in a flood and kill the newly elected mayor, whom he assumes is a fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman learns that fear is a blunt instrument. Can I just say before we get into this that it's a movie about family? It's a movie about family. family. It's about my family. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. Ba- uh, Brent, I almost called him Batman. Brent com- uh, compared this to seven, but I really thought it was a seven out of ten. <laughs> That's out of five, out of eight, out of six. <laughs> yeah, man, you should have said that for the end. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. All right. So Batman is easily the most adapted comic character. This is the sixth incarnation over the last 30 or so years. Do you feel the movie told a different kind of story than we've seen over the last nine or so movies? So this is me eating a little bit of crow, and this is Kalen, because when the trailers and the teasers started... Are you to say your name every time you yeah. speak? I'm hey, Kalen Batia. I'm Kalen Batia, the Riddler. Um, riddle me this, Batman. Uh, because when the trailer and the teaser came out, it was very... I was like, this seems too similar to the Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Like It's like, God, do we need another fucking Batman movie? And I love Batman. It's the first comic character I loved as a kid. Uh, But it's like another goddamn movie. And, you know, I walked away thinking, oh, they finally got this character right. As much as the Nolan Mm. films are, you know, well done and Batman Returns, specifically from the Burton era, is a camp classic. Mm -hmm. uh, This movie got Batman and it got like a like a younger, like just sort of starting out character and understanding the fact that he has to be a detective to solve a crime. And, like, make mistakes as he's doing it. Yeah. This, I really appreciated that. This was definitely giving me the best of, like, the Arkham Asylum. And who is the, this? The Arkham. Oh, this is, this is Batum. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I having played all the Arkham Knight series or the Arkham series and, on the video games, like, there's tons of, like, stuff where you do a little bit of investigation. It's a fuller storyline. It breeds more. And I, I agree with you that I'm also eating crow where I was watching this, like, I don't want to fucking watch another Batman movie. And as much as I think the runtime was a little bit a lot, 
I really enjoyed all of the aspects of it uh, when it was really most thoughtfully this like capture this fucking like crazy person. What are they doing? What's the mystery? Um, so I think to your point, it's I think it exactly nailed. I you, I know you don't like it, but I generally enjoyed it. Not because I'm not a big Batman reader, but like I kind of enjoyed the hush like big like miniseries stuff. If only because it was like this cool continuously unraveling mystery. There was tons of brooding. There was tons of commentary from Batman's own thinking, and I feel like that movie captured a lot of what I enjoyed about the comic. Even if Hush obviously went off the rails in terms of where the storyline went. Well, the writer for Hush, Jeff Loeb, also did The Long Halloween, Mm -hmm. which was – this movie was loosely adapted because it's Batman's second year where they kind of go from mobs controlling Gotham to, like, the freaks controlling Gotham. Yeah. Um, You know, and, like, I feel like this was the first time uh, Batman – was not overshadowed by his opponent or mm-hmm. adversary. And like it's like I, it's like it was very much grounded about him and nobody overshadowed him and it was a good ensemble piece. I I would say that uh, I was worried that this was going to be another origin story. To some effect a little bit yeah. it was with his dad and some stuff. Um but going into this I was very very excited cuz Riddler is my favorite mm. uh a villain just in general cuz he's so stupid. Um <laughs> Uh, and I think it landed really well for me. So the Riddler's your favorite villain. Um, yeah. How did you think of this interpretation? Because it's a slightly different one than we've seen in the comics. A, a grim more, dark more, version. Yeah. Or Jim Carrey version. More green spandex would have been better. But no, uh, it, I I think playing those games that we played over those years, like I, I like this darker version. I don't like the visual still. Yeah. I will never like this yeah, visual. Yeah. 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 Do a, do a stupid fucking question mark. Somewhere. Like I yeah. don't like you just wearing duct tape. Kim Kardashian was just wearing that shit. Like I don't care. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's I. I She's don't, my favorite Batman villain. Visually, I don't like it, but the interpretation of it and his motivations were good, and yeah. I really liked it. And even the riddles, which we'll get into, I also enjoy. Yes. As, as far as the this adaptation goes, someone pointed out on Twitter that they really liked how this movie tried to capture Gotham as opposed to just sad Chicago. Yeah. Um. And I think that the way that this set up atmosphere, um, was excellent. This re- felt like. Oh, I could actually understand the fear that criminals have for this, you know, fucking terrifying. The opening psychopath. is great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, it's Chicago, but with water on the lens, and it's always dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we gotta talk about the runtime on this. We gotta. We gotta. Are there any really solid reasons that you think it should keep this length? If, and if you had to cut something from the film or change something to make it shorter, what would be your your big improvement? I. Knowing that this was a, I will probably disagree on this, Kaylin, because I think we were talking about this earlier. But it's like I, the fourth act of the movie was still good, <laughs> which is like obviously the exploding bridges and then the aftermath and like handling the assassination. I do feel like it was such a, I don't think it needed that big of a climax. I just, I loved Paul Dano's Riddler overall as a character, and I loved him being like, mm, "Go fuck yourself." I already like it was very Osmandias kind of like, "I already did it." Yeah. yeah. So I would have loved if that was like knowing that they're not going to potentially get another one. I appreciate that they were like, "Let's close this loop. Let's move on from all of this." But I do. I think I would have actually enjoyed not even a cliffhanger, just sort of like, "Oh fuck, you lost." Like, it was very like, uh, uh, "What is it called?" Seven. Um, Infinity. Well, it's a fifth seven, but also Infinity yeah. War of like. I would have like gasped and be like, that's the way you're writing the movie. I fucking love yeah. that because I was not expecting that end at all. And they would have nailed that. Fair. The fourth act was still great. It just, it, there was a lot of chunks and I think it, nobody needs a Snyder cut of justice league, but I think this probably could have worked as like a four, it four, four episode hour. limited series or something that was like this full built, even more built out. Cause everything about it, I loved, I was just sort of like, 
all right, this is the arc, and this is the here, and this is the there. So that's why I want to put. I think it needed to be three hours because it's based on the long Halloween. <laughs> you get it? You get my joke? No, I actually do agree that the movie was a little long, but um, you know, the more I thought about it, I liked the f- the fact that it's got four acts is crazy. But like, I it's liked crazy. the four, fourth <laughs> the fourth act because you needed to show the transition from Batman becoming yeah. I am vengeance to being the hero. Yes, and it felt a little. It was a little too evocative of Dark Knight Rises with like the bridges and you know like it the was. fucking that I was just thinking actually yeah there's so many fucking explosions in Gotham on a yeah. daily basis I don't know why, for being such a personal story I don't know why we have to go to that limit we may not we may not I don't think we have to do it anymore uh, if, if I grab you guys by the shoulders when we're like hanging out will you all consider yourself heroes because that seems to be the only indication <laughs> that he did anything that um, I the reason I also liked it is because they showed how unhinged uh riddler was it wasn't oh, just about yes. the totally. just about the, the riddles of course were, were good but like the fact that he's basically an incel with like a following Love on that. social media and how like he is you know as like he's been shat on his entire life and he's gonna make everybody pay and he finds you know a few hundred followers who just do that stuff i was like this is terrifying it's because life. it's yeah. it's a little bit real life absolutely and today like this is what it would be today yeah agree i just love how menacing these like fucking nobodies are too well yeah. i mean do you guys think you know the future of henchmen in movies is that you've got these incels <laughs> yeah <laughs> these online vengeance for henchmen. I, I think it's who a do very you think good joins aim what? who do you think joins orcas who do you think joins like <laughs> that, yeah. my biggest problem with them is that they're all white male losers who probably can't coordinate effectively. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they, maybe they make some better henchmen because of how bumbling. Hey, avoid the subways. Well, no, but I would, but I would go so far to say, like, I thought that to your point, like, you know, he was taking them out relatively easily. There were just seemingly a lot of them. I do think though, like to your, I don't think like a lot of, when you think about the systematic like school shootings and a bunch of shit that other people do in real life, like there isn't anything bumbling about them. They sit around meticulously planning out, thinking about things and executing them, not necessarily as experts, but certainly having a lot of thought and planning. And I, I think that's what was so scary. Like the fourth act was good in that scariness of like, it really made the Riddler like feel real. Cause originally it was this sort of like scary on the paper, like seven villain that couldn't really exist. But when you're like, Oh, he just randomly found a 500 fucking other people that would seemingly come to one city and do a bunch of shit. Yeah. Kind of makes some I mean, sense. It's the fucking trucker convoy that was in, you know, in Canada and trying to come to DC. And I think yep. it got like it it had more to say about the world than even the climax of Dark Knight Rises. Yep. And I hate keeping to compare like older Batman movies, but we're going to we're going to do it where like they were trying to like find that middle ground between like Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party and like whatever yeah. like, you know, sort of counterculture movement that was happening. Uh, or like anti-authoritarian or anti-establishment movement that was happening, and so like this felt right. Yeah, I think given the conversation that the Riddler and Batman had, uh, where the Riddler kind of dangles out there like, "Hey, you're Bruce Wayne. Maybe I know, maybe I don't." <laughs> so ridiculous. I think that that conversation makes it essential that there is some, there's something that shows why these two different characters are different. Mm. Um, it's a little bit on the nose for the Riddler henchman to say, I'm vengeance. Ah, yeah. But I think that having this character who throughout the entire movie talks about how he uses fear mm-hmm. and how it's important to utilize and seeing where the real weaknesses in that come from, that that's actually a crutch for him, not a strength for him as a hero is essential. But I'm, I, I think there's probably other ways to do it 
I don't know. I, I've got two minds of it because yeah. to me it seems like, oh yeah, I like the idea that there's these these random, isolated violent attacks that suddenly snowball into this massive you know attack on a city because we've seen that. Um, I I was almost hoping that there'd be a little less. And I mean, to be fair, it was a you know uh, natural disaster combined with henchmen. So I thought that was effective because I literally was sitting there being. And I love that he's like. I'm not a fighter. I can't, oh, I can't do anything to you. And so yeah. I was like, I'm like, how the fuck are they going to end this movie? Yeah. And I thought them having to deal with this like natural disaster, this huge flooding at this yeah. convention center with the setup that everyone was going to go there so they could fucking pick everybody off. I was like, it's terrifyingly like somewhat more realistic than these giant cataclysmic endings. We see. Like the fucking football stadium collapsing in the dark night. With a weird earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> so to go back to your uh, earlier questions, one, yes, long time is a l- l- little too long. Uh, runtime is too long. But the fact that there were so many villains, which always happens in Batman movies, they actually juggled it quite yeah. well between yeah, Carmine Falcone, the Penguin, um, uh, Riddler, of course, and you know Catwoman being an anti-hero slash hero. Uh, I thought that was well done. I thought the only decision, and we'll get into more about what you would change, but like the decision to make Selena Carmine uh, Carmine Falcone's daughter was unnecessary. Yeah. I thought like yeah. it, it, you totally didn't need that motivation. Agree. You did yeah. not need that motivation nope. at all because she already had her friend. She had the friend, and she was working at you know the Club Forty Four or whatever it was called. Uh, or like the you know the ice lounge Monica. on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? 40 why degrees. was that done? It it felt so out of nowhere and for no reason. And now it's because it, it, this continues on. We have to almost reference it, and it kind of makes me mad that we have to go back to this. I think they really wanted then. to thread that family connection because there is that lingering yeah. plot that the reporter who is I think is either first name or last name is Elliot, and it is like. In my mind, I was like, oh, that's because there's the his like friend. Isn't his friend in Hush like Tom? I was basically trying to piece together like, are they going to turn or do something with Hush? Because I thought it was really interesting in this reporter storyline that did kind of get a little bit washed away. Um, and uh, you know, overall, this sort of like lose-lose situation. Everyone's a fucking asshole in the city. I thought really worked well. Yeah. But I, I do think that they were consistently trying to be like, Sins of the father. Plus, now you're also related, and you're also potentially yeah. related. Like they family, to have all these... I have one of those as well. Yeah, it just was. It felt it was like a little clunky. Yeah. Like it wasn't necessary. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like it because of how common of a trope it is in noirs. But I think that for the nature of the story, so much of it is really a debate about can you save this city because of the past mistakes that are made. Right. I. Th- I don't know where the movie actually falls on that, <laughs> um, <laughs> but true. it's another point at which, you know, you can get that inflection. And that's what makes it a seven out of 10. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, going back to the Riddler himself, Paul Dano puts on this kind of particular stalled voice affect. Um, <laughs> and give us an example. Well, I <laughs> won't do that. <laughs> That's good. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, do you think you have to do this now you have for to. Gotham villains? It's to make what, them more you got to sing Ava Maria. If yeah. you want to attack Batman, you better get a weird voice. So I <laughs> think we could all probably qu- qualify. If you want to win an Oscar, you have, be, nice you have to be you have to be a normal like not a normal but like you have to be playing like a cis like you're a cisgender whatever playing like a gay person or you have a disability. And if you want to be a Batman villain, you have to have a strange voice whenever yeah. you do it. I think like, been, I'm a Batman villain. I've been prepping all my life for this, honestly. <laughs> so what did you think of the riddles themselves? Cuz I actually thought when when the trailer came out, the first uh, riddle we saw was the one on the card, and it's a very simple, straight, 
text cipher that someone decoded in like 30 seconds. The <laughs> well, thing yeah. that I really liked is that Batman also decoded it in 30 seconds. <laughs> wow. And that wasn't one of the important riddles yeah. that later came. I thought they were mostly good. I did think the, you know, rat with wings, they were like, it's a falcon. It's a <laughs> oh, like, falcon. It's a goddamn bat. And even like yeah, uh, and the, the one in Spanish when like Oswald, Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the penguin is like, it's no habla español. I was like, this is a, very uh, yeah. funny it was moment. watching. It was why. Oh, I did love that. You part. are El Rato. And generally, the mystery was like watching people trying to esca- do an escape room rather than an actual like. Whoa, <laughs> that's such a cool way to solve that. Yeah, I was like, you dumb fucks. <laughs> Get Duolingo. I like the last one. See you in hell. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and that's, we're here. Yeah, that's great. Uh, all right, now we've got to uh, pause for a quick second for a word from our sponsors. So we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Duolingo. Whether you're a nine-to-five white-collar worker, a stay-at-home partner, or a billionaire dressed as a nighttime weasel, finding time in your busy schedule to learn another language can be tough. That's why Duolingo has made it easy to learn another language in just minutes a day. Basic Spanish and Google Translate searches won't trip you up any further. Never again will you have to kill 40 to 60 people in a car chase just to get your Spanish lessons from a toothy mafioso, thanks to Duolingo. With just minutes every day, I've saved myself 30 to 40 minutes of runtime because I didn't have to chase down a pesky unnecessary leads that weren't really that helpful anyway. So try Duolingo and save time in your city today. Duolingo. And we're back. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ooh, what a nice break. <laughs> uh, so uh, other characters. Uh, what do you guys think of this iteration of Batman? I'm glad. I mean, as has been pointed out, I'm glad he's not learning to be the Batman. It's yeah. about him trying to figure out how to deal with his emotions and what kind of hero he results from it. I mean, get in line, Batman. We're all trying to do that. <laughs> Having yeah, a long-haired Bruce Wayne, I thought was very interesting Ooh, because I'm like, that, risky. That's, risky. Why, that's why his helmet has to be so long. <laughs> he did look like baby Batman all growing up. Because like when they ever showed Tom like or Bruce Wayne as a child, he's always got that swoop. And I love that they're just like, yeah, he just grew up with that swoop. I mean, you don't suspect he will, like, when you saw, like, uh, the previous Batman, you're like, well, that's Batman. Look at how fucking hot he is. Um, and this one, you're like, this is sort of like a weird, like, never I'm into it. Looks like someone, yeah, it looks okay. like a Brooklyn twink. Of course, say, I'm into him. It looks him. like someone oh, you would have sex with, Caleb. Are you yeah. dating Batman? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm the bat. He does a very good hey, job of seeing. Wings cross. <laughs> I think he does a very good job of seeing. He explores my cave every night. Um, (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Brent. Uh, No, it's not that good of a point. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so I thought Robert Pattinson did really well. Nailed it. He nailed it. I thought the costume looked really good, which I know is not what you asked, but like it's the best cowl I think I've ever seen on Batman Mm, ever because you get to see like his actual jawline and what a jawline it is. You didn't mind the 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 kind of like receding bat pointing ears well like, he's getting it's older like, leave him like alone way in the back. <laughs> yeah can we not shame him for that it's i don't know he just, yes. he just looks like he's got a he long needs propecia head. we get it it's fine his <laughs> head is shaped like a volkswagen beetle i like vw beetles a volkswagen um, bat. i thought i thought uh jeffrey uh wright did a really nice job as gordon and i loved zoe Secret i think Daddy. i'm i Secret might be attracted to, i might be attracted to zoe kravitz She's now so fucking beautiful so fucking beautiful and here's talented. here's the thing I wanted to quickly mention because um, I liked the uh, the fact that both Selena and Gordon were uh, played by black actors mm-hmm. or um, uh, you know um, Zoe Kravitz is half black, uh, but because what my my biggest problem again going back to the old movies Christopher Nolan he made Rachel Ghoul, who is Middle Eastern or South Asian a white act played by a white actor 
uh, Bane, who is Caribbean, played by a white actor. Uh, uh, Talia al Ghul, the daughter of a Middle Eastern or South Asian person, a white actress. Uh, it's just like he did so much like whitewashing. The fact that Matt Reeves came in and said, no, 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 no. We're going to make this work. That's and good. like, and like, like, I thought they were so fucking good. Well, there yeah. was the news that Zoe Kravitz like was even trying out for Dark Knight Rise, and they're like, "No, like we we have to have a white person as Catwoman." We're like, it's no, you fucking idiot! All all the proof you needed, and you chose Anne Hathaway. That's Thank what you, you. chose. All the proof <laughs> you needed. The whitest of white actresses. <laughs> show a side by side of Anne Hathaway beating someone up, and show Zoe doing it, and you're gonna go with Zoe. Like you don't believe Anne, honestly. I Same here. The yeah. thing that Zoe Kravitz brings to this that I really enjoyed is. A, a level of subtlety to a fundamentally ridiculous character. Yeah. That, like, whenever she said, like, honey or sweetheart yeah. or whatever, baby, it was like, oh, there's like a little bit of camp. There's a little bit of slyness here, and nothing feels like forced. forced. So, Ew. her, her, you, you think, that, I, I think it's her, just the writing of it. Like, I was like, am I, are we watching Coyote Ugly? Like, just those, like, oh, honey, I just, no, I, I think it's her performance is what makes it so good. I loved yeah. her performance. I'm just saying, her performance. No, her acting was amazing the entire time. I thought some of the dialogue where I was like, hmm. Yeah, I just want her and That's Robert right. Pattinson to bone on screen full penetration. Me too. That that first scene where like Batman holds her against the wall, like some yeah. security guards coming in. I'm like, oh, this is getting hot and steamy. Am I am I moving on the Kinsey scale? <laughs> it, <laughs> we I, all did. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I won't shut up about fucking the, again. I don't have a lot of Batman miniseries or mega events under my belt. I think of the hustling. Like the one of the reasons why I like that so much is because there was so much good chemistry because be, between Catwoman and Batman. I thought they nailed that in the fucking movie overall. Like. Just when she, oh my god, when she's walking through the club and they're like having these conversations, like I love that. They, it was just really well done too, because it wasn't this like gr- to your point of like it's year two. It's not this gruff, overly can't move his fucking neck, Batman. It was like a Batman who's smart enough to kind of play around and like take some risks, and like he's playing with someone who's like she's like t- she was playing a lot more Catwoman than like I mean Anne Hathaway was doing like sixties Catwoman. Like we had a lot like it just was like it did it felt cartoon like cartoonish in a bad way, and I'm like Zoe's like nailing this gritty atmosphere while also still having a lot of heart and light in the, the she movie. She did the year one Selena Kyle, like, like that uh, Frank Miller wrote and David Mazzuchelli drew. That, like, that it's like, compl- yeah. like as soon as I saw her with the short hair, I was like, it's Selena uh, Kyle, like from one of my favorite Batman comics ever. So fucking good. All right, let's talk about, I think, my favorite character, the Penguin. So uh, good. Played by Colin Farrell. The second he shows up, all right, okay, all right, chill out, sweetheart. <laughs> and he smiles, and you see that he's got a gold tooth. It was just Dink. perfect, because I think that the iterations where Oswald Cobblepot is like a rich guy who's like got his shit together, and maybe it's a little bit annoying and nebbish, you know, I think those suck. The Danny DeVito, yeah. grimy, sleazeball version of Penguin is so much more interesting. Yeah, yeah and agreed. The way that they got the scars on his face, the look, yeah. yep. I thought this is reminiscent enough of a Penguin. Uh, it's perfect. He's a scumbag. So, like, that's what he needs to yeah. look and feel like, and they got it right. Yeah, completely. With and this very hot, attractive actor. <laughs> and he's going to continue to be a presence in whatever <gasps> sequel and spinoff and is all that. Is this breaking news? <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> not breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> breaking news. I, guys, I broke the news. Uh, because we, before before the announcements that have come out since this weekend, we already knew that the Penguin was supposed to be getting a series. Yeah. It was a little bit tentative. Now it's guaranteed for sure. There was supposed to be a Police of Gotham series mm. that kind of follows. It's a prequel of sorts 
that would kind of follow the police of Gotham in year one, Ugh. which has been fully postponed. Thank God. Uh, Thank God. It's too so much boring. like it's too much like the <laughs> Gotham series, but also um, they did a great comic series called Gotham Central. If you guys right. haven't read it, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's about like the GCPD and Batman is just sort of in the shadows. And then there, uh, Matt Reeves, it seemingly just off the top of his head, said like, oh. And I think it'd be fun to do an Arkham Asylum series. Like, okay, well, the, yeah, that no, would I actually be, no that shit, would be enjoyable. bitch. We already know that. Yeah. yeah, we all want that. Well, and there's no to confirm there is no spinoff so far or sequel news in terms of Barry Keegan showing up as the Joker right at the I end, really, which I thought was like a it's, really it's fun go- like hit. But I'm like. I love that Matt Reeves was like, no, we just we put that in, and if it we, that's not the plan, we have no plan for a follow up to that. We thought it was it. like, of yeah. course, but I I just appreciate that he's not trying to be like, we have so many more movies planned for the fucking Joker to show up because nobody needs another fucking Joker. Heat Ledger nailed yeah. it. Let it breathe. Bring up all these other fucking characters, and let's keep going. The way that they included him, I think, is kind of funny because if you look on Google, his name comes up as like Officer Stanley Mitlock, <laughs> and apparently there's like they several scenes that they filmed with him in it oh, that aren't amazing. real that don't exist oh that's funny mm, love uh, that just so that people will be thrown off the trail the interaction was great though by the like he did play a g- I was like oh this is kind of a cool like interesting it was post credits within the movie but it was I'm glad like it wasn't a, a post credits yeah. sequence yes. yeah. do you think that sequel will be called The The Batman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The A The Batman no The Batman <laughs> yeah but um, it's Batman, but there's a two in there somewhere. The Batman, the long Halloween starring the Batman and also the Joker. <laughs> so there are several ambiguities in the film that I think the th- the film thinks of as important to the story. There's the Batman versus Riddler scene where the Riddler almost reveals on camera that Batman is Bruce Wayne, but then he pulls back just a little bit. In the same scene, the Riddler possibly tries to destroy Batman's reputation by tying their crimes together. Um then there's the whole Thomas Wayne stuff. You know, was Carmine Falcone, Falcone telling the truth about Thomas who asked him to kill a reporter and then Thomas himself was killed by Salvatore Moroni? Or was it as Alfred claims that uh, Thomas had a moment of weakness? He was shocked at what Falcone had done. It was going to go to the police, but Carmine had him killed. Um, why do you think this uncertainty matters in the film? And kind of what effect do you think it will have going forward? Will they reveal Batman's identity in the you know, any next movie if the, if it's going to happen. This should be a question mark forever, and he should never actually I see what know. you did there. There we go. I, d- I wasn't trying. Um, But I, and Alfred is always and will always be his real father. We all, we yeah. all know yeah. that. So they him, did a great him job trying to comfort yeah. him is just him showing, like, I'm your real father sort yeah. of shit. So I don't think we should ever know the real truth. I don't I don't think it I, I do like, I like the leaving mystery. it where yeah. it lies. Yeah, I yeah. do. I had thought. I, yeah, I did appreciate that. I really liked the Riddler scene of like that laundry list. It was very, if you've watched UK versus the world this week, it was very Jimbo talking <laughs> okay, to Pangina. Okay, tie this in. Okay. Well, it's like only because of like, <laughs> Am I the T? Well, because it's villain? literally, it was literally like, like I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to say this because if I, I wanted to, yeah, if, if I, I wanted, wanted to say all this, this I stuff, would, yeah. but I'm not going to. I like, wrote you a letter. And you did it. That <laughs> that's teamwork, baby. That mm-hmm. pullback was just so funny. Of like, uh huh, and then this, and then. But I don't know. Yeah, I really amazing. liked that. I thought it was very funny, really well done by uh, Paul Dano's uh, acting. So so uh, don't answer it. Like I just think I think yeah. it's good to leave all that stuff in ambiguity. Agreed. I mean, I think as far as the the storytelling goes, there's something I think that this really nailed, 
which is that when you're when you do these kind of noirs, there's to keep a sense of mystery. There's part of it that you've got truth and lies and then gray areas, which you don't know what's right. But also that the plot kind of always feels a little bit tenuous as people are learning things. Yeah. You're learning things. And you're like, wait, can you can you go back and <laughs> go explain back to what, that again? How is renewal a slush fund? Wait, what? You would have so many more them? questions as the people than the people in the movie actually have because they're like, oh, okay, and then they move on to the next scene. You're like, no, wait, what no, are you? Talking I want more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. I think that amb- ambiguity is great because it it makes it feel like it makes it feel more like reality. Like you don't, you never have a full picture of what actually happens in the world, well, and you're kind of using your framework to shape the the facts you got. It also speaks to the gray nature of real life. I do feel like. I think if you were looking at a really cynical lens, you would put it on the side of, well, they didn't want to go that far to basically be like, Thomas was an asshole. And like your entire fortune is built off of nothing. You got to keep a vo-. Cause like, I don't think that would tell a Batman story that would really mark it. Well, in all honesty, it'd be like an interesting story to tell for sure. But like a lot of people don't want to see that they want to see, you know, the hero succeed in some way, even if it's dark and sad. And then conversely, what we don't want in nowadays worlds is like being like, oh, this rich person was actually great. Like they didn't do anything wrong. It was all this mob boss. So I think it really speaks to the gray of the fucking world that exists, which is like there's tons of people who do thoughtful things and also really shitty things because of either the power, the co- the influence or the connections that they have. Did you have. say that power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would absolutely hey, say that. Hey, only yeah. I deal. Only you deal in absolutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that that like I just I, the more that I think about it, I'm even talking about it here, I really enjoy that mm-hmm. sort of like it's supposed to make you feel a little bit gray because that's the fucking world. Like, that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, if they I hope that they do, uh, you know, another movie. And that they explore this theme further because they already have tons of evidence that Batman was kind of like a weirdo freak, but he's assaulted police officers. He escaped from uh, uh, a a police facility. He's now tied to these crimes that he could become the, you know, kind of beginning storyline that we saw in uh, No Way Home. That's is Spider-Man a a menace or I do think that is that escape is the only thing that made so me wild. An, slightly annoyed at the movie, but also is because <laughs> they all, opened fire. It was the second they saw him it was all of the over like it was all the heavy New Yorker cop accent overacting that it got me a little bit. Hey, Literally that that fucking chief when he's just like, Oh uh, yeah, you could really talk to him. Why don't we get you in a private room so you could explain what's going on when and you, you could figure this out? I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? You're seventeen thousand cops hey. in a room with this with this. Adam, that's old Gotham. Right uh, there. That is just old <laughs> Gotham. K- Casey said that the first commissioner sounded like Bobby Moynihan. Yes. <laughs> How could you be doing this to me? Come on. They were. Come on. There's a chain of evidence. What are you Jeffrey doing? Jeffrey Wright uh, is an amazing actor. I, I even his acting in the thing was still great. His like this uh, as a New Yorker, this accent was just like this sounds like an SNL sketch half the time when these people are talking. I kind of loved it because he kept calling. Uh, just saying, hey man, but he wouldn't use his first name, Bat. <laughs> yeah. He just would call him by his last name. Um, so I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. But Brent, you kind of started talking about it. I know you want to ask the question about where, where, where would this go? Um, so yeah. I've, I've got to let me ask a question. Yeah, <laughs> where would this go? Riddle me this, Batman. Uh, so I would want to do a sequel uh, about um, if it's the third year for Batman. So do one, two things. One, you got to introduce Robin. I want Robin. Yeah. I want fucking Robin. Um, and then I would make the bad guys the Court of Owls. 
Have you uh, ever? It's built in perfectly. It's yeah. built in perfectly yeah. because of the sins of the father. Yes. Of like Gotham being run by this like deeper corrupt like there's, there's arcane so society. Piece articles that think it's already seated. Which yeah. it, I mean, it'd be perfect. Yeah. It's a great run. I will say I'd like to, because of course we have to have fucking trilogies. I do think that there's got to be a peel, another. So to your point, introduce Robin, maybe something else like peel back the onion on one more movie, and then the big trilogy reveal is the Court of Owls because I think it's like. Such a, I mean, at least if you're going to do like the storyline the way they did in the comics, it's like such a cataclysmic, like attack on Gotham sort of thing that I'd like there to be a few more players involved mm-hmm. so that everyone's working together to potentially push back on this, like over this. Takeover. Set it up more as like a specter type thing. Now, now that they've rehabilitated. Fa- in phase four of the Batman, I'd like to see when they really reveal the court of in the In the fifth act of the fourth, <laughs> third movie. Like, yeah. Um, I, I think now that they re- rehabilitated uh, Riddler a little bit from love Jim Carrey in that per- portrayal, but it was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I would love to see them actually try to do like a realistic poison ivy or something like Ooh, that. Poison ivy would be that good. That would be so cool. And maybe even a Two Face because uh, I mean uh, Aaron Eckhart did a really nice job yeah. in, in in The Dark Knight, but like you he know bringing in a new a new uh, crusading like district attorney because the you know the last one was killed. Um, as part of uh, that was a great scene by the way uh, in, yes. the, in the church uh, so like you know bringing in somebody who is like I'm here to fight corruption and then like becomes like succumbs to the corruption I think would be great it would fit in with the themes that <laughs> and Dave I want wants. the penguin in all of them for some reason <laughs> oh yeah no 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 he's, he's the fucking mob boss yeah uh, possibly a weird choice but I think it'd be this world would be very fun to have a Solomon Grundy uh, type oh. in it Born um, on a Monday. and that you know you have this character who's like Maybe he's just kind of vilified in the same way that, you know, people are always pointing the wrong finger at whoever's responsible that Solomon Grundy is like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but he's not responsible for, you know, whatever litany of crimes that's going on. All right. Hear me out. What if you pair up that uh, actress that becomes a mob boss because she doesn't age and she's just a giant baby with the uh, tomato, uh, the ketchup and mustard guy? That's a movie to make. I don't Ketchup know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey. Have you guys not seen? I mean, they were, they were probably added for the animated series. Do you, do you not remember the animated <laughs> series? Because I'm sure that was English. But No, there's the animated series. There's the episode with fucking, there's like an old uh, actress who like, she stays a baby. I do she, know that yes, one. Yes. And she ages and does all stuff. Do you mean stuff. Uh, the Condiment Man or whatever? And then Condiment Man. Yeah. Ketchup and mustard, man. <laughs> yeah, um, you, I know. You're it's, really relishing in that. I do know uh, it's. I do know it's, it's. It's probably a little too close to Bring Riddler. Bring Kite Man. Who cares? At this I point? would love Kite Man. <laughs> oh yeah, a gritty version of Kite Man would be oh, wild. It's Kill probably just Kite. It's probably too close to Riddler. I think it's Superman's villain, but toy like I feel like Toy Maker is always so fucking interesting. But yeah. it'd probably be too similar to this. Like I set up all these traps and this thing. I'm just sure. yeah. I'm trying to think of villains that haven't been in Batman movies before because like we've had Rachel Ghoul. Joker, list. Bane, uh, obviously two penguins now. Um, I want them to continue this non-cataclysmic fighting with the main villain. Like I think that was a very like I really enjoyed that part of the movie with the fourth like the fourth act worked for me yeah. because it wasn't this like I'm in a Riddler suit and I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I tell you who I don't want. I don't want Deathstroke ever. Oh, yeah, that'd be stupid. All right, let's play a, a slightly different game than this. Enough grim dark. <gasps> I want a Batman of my own pitch game. It's a classic almost superior game. (laughs) (laughs) 
I want to hear your. Is pitches. that the full title? Yeah. Pitch game. I want. A no enough grimdark. I want a Batman of my own. Why wouldn't you call pitch it game. son of a pitch? Because we've done this before. Pitch. All right. That is good. All right. So you been, son of a bitch. You've been hired by Warner Media <gasps> to create the next reboot of Batman, which is scheduled to come out three or four months from now. Great. Uh, what that kind of movies? <laughs> what kind of movie do you want? And what's special that you're throwing into this? I think for me, I really want like a bright, campy Batman. I want. Have you met Joel Schumacher? I, I mean, he's no, dead. I want something better than that. I want like Robin to be clearly older than Batman. <laughs> I <laughs> never bring it up. Like oh, it. yeah. Like, oh, like fully. Uh, so this is a comedy? Yeah. Or? I, there's okay. going to be dance numbers. There's going to be songs. I, I mean, I so live. basically it... Harley Quinn, but like uh, or the Batman, live action. Yeah. Batman Lego Harley movie Kenver is Batman. what you're asking for? That's. That, that, I mean, I think that's a not bad camp version, but it's too. You want live action, bitch. Right? I want live action, bitch. bitch. I, yeah, sorry. I actually, I mean, obviously, we're gonna think about like what's the flip version of these things, and I think it was like there was the cartoon series Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I think it was what it's so called. good. Brave and so the Bold. Like, is very I could good. see them doing. Oh, Batman: The Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see them doing something like that, where it's like it's not a Justice League film, but they're teaming up with like weird, like plastic. Uh, is it pla- no Elastic Man or Plastic Man? Yeah, Plastic Man and Elongated Man. Exactly. Like teaming them up with people who are ob- like because Superman and and Wonder Woman and all those big heroes can like take it seriously, but if you pair them with comedic people that's where batman really does shine because i every cartoon show is always just like going him oh here we go again like just shit like that is very funny i think for audiences of watching a batman outside of this grim dark element. it is my favorite incarnation of aquaman ever who's like i'm aquaman yeah. he's like it's such he's got this like really fake bravado yes. but it's just it's so ridiculous it's like the tick yeah as aquaman all that, of them in that it's so cool. it's and really so, Kaylin, good why would you do batman with constantine uh, I thought you were about to say Batman <laughs> Constipation. Yeah. That's his ultimate yeah. villain. Uh, I mean, a magic one would Which, actually be kind of uh, cool. Uh, sorry, we got to go to a sponsor. It's Diarrhea X. No, <laughs> <laughs> no they, put it in they, your water supply. No, no, no. Diary they pulled X. out. Actually, they pulled out. Oh, <laughs> they slid right out. Oh, oh no. no! This joke is too brown. Um, uh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I do like the idea of a magic one, like where it's like Zatanna, John Constantine, Etrigan, and all that kind of stuff, because there is like a, that supernatural element of Gotham. But I've said this before. I would love to see like Batman with his like kind of family of sidekicks, you know, like with Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, uh, yeah. Batwoman, um, the spoiler. And it's it's a team movie where like he's just part of an ensemble cast. Yeah. And it's like all about them trying to protect Gotham. Like there was a really good run of detective comics from 2016 uh to like 2018 or 19 by james tinian the fourth who is a queer writer um that was basically it was like it was like x-men set in the batman universe uh it was it was a lot That's of fun cool. and i would okay. love to see a, uh, a movie about that i would like to see an original villain can you imagine oh. that That's someone writes a That's script stupidest fucking idea i've ever <laughs> Have you seen what happens when original villains have been introduced? Remember the Quill guy from uh, X-Men The Last Stand? It doesn't always have to be the Quill guy from X-Men, okay? No, 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 no. He's in every and movie now. This is the crossover fair, we that need. that dude was in it for like five minutes. I mean like a, a fleshed out yeah, villain no, that's I know, also Bill's over the top. And like does maybe have these outrageous powers and then you can camp it up maybe later for different interpretations. No, but know. do something fucking original, yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like someone who can control fire. I don't know. <laughs> what about a Batman Beyond movie? Oh, I was just about to say, Bitch. I think yes. I was describing my plot and I'm like, wait, I think I am talking about Batman Beyond where he just sits, he, the gruff man sits in the chair and there's like the fun, like, 
you know, Marvel superhero S type guy constantly getting all the shit happening. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. he's very Spider Man esque. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love that. I fucking love Batman Beyond. All right, as we wrap up, are there any final thoughts? Anything you wanted to mention from the soundtrack, cinematography? Do you mean the one song that was in the entire soundtrack? Just from Nirvana, yeah. from Nevermind. Dum dum dum. Yeah, I've, I, I've changed that. That's a bit much. Uh, I, go ahead. I, I I'll start. Um, I I I love the idea of doing. Uh, wedding invite, evite of like crashing a car through someone's uh, place and just having a note on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, now that's an evite. We've seen yeah. so many like gender reveals ill. So like, let's get creative, you know? Do that? something different. If you're throwing a bar mitzvah, um, crash a helicopter into someone's home. Was that car <laughs> remote controlled? Because that fucking thing careened perfectly at the exact right time that it was supposed hey. to happen. I just like that's a good car. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it's a Chevy. It's the new yeah. robot cars out well, there. Well, and also people will be doing that with these gas prices right now. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, I think that mine's also car related. Cool. 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 <laughs> there should. There should have been more of a car chase. Why was it called Car Man? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I, I like that the Batmobile is just a fucking car. Yeah. And not a tank. Bruce Wayne is driving like every rich person on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this Batman doesn't kill with guns, but he'll fucking <laughs> run you over <laughs> in his ro- like roadster. He is driving death proof and Jesus. he is going to fucking murder you with his car. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> All to get a Spanish lesson. Yeah. I do. L I, versus La. Don't oh you know, God. sweetheart? We didn't talk about it, but the, I thought I did think that the fight scenes, particularly ahead of the fourth act, were good because it's like I loved the fucking bar fight scene. I thought that entire thing was like very hypnotic. I might have been a little bit on an edible, but it was super like <laughs> like the thumping music and the cinematography, like blade, the editing. The first blade. Yeah, no, it's like it really gave me like good energy without it. Like it felt new and original, and I was like one of those like we're gonna. Do, it was very daredevil, like from the like. Bitch, we're gonna do you one pulled shot. up your phone with a Shazam because you're gonna play that the next time you're DJing. I know. Oh my god, no, don't get. Me. I hated that fucking song. No, that song like, is terrible. Why would you be at this club? It's literally just the same fucking two. And even when they went back to the club, it was still the exact same song. I was like, what? Have is you that ever been to a circuit party? Gay, That's what gay you listen. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I like EDM. That fight I don't scene, know what you're complaining about. <laughs> the fight scene where Batman comes out of the uh, elevator and all the lights are out and they're firing guns and stuff. I'm sure that's been done elsewhere, but, course, but I thought it was very well coordinated. Yeah. It just, I it mean, the whole cool. the whole movie looked beautiful. Like, yeah. To be very clear, like yeah, I, that the cinematographer, that. Uh, his name is uh, Greg, Greg Frazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the cinematography for Rogue One. The Mandalorian, love, love. Zero Dark Thirty, and Dune. Love, bitch! Yeah. Wow, he that's is cool. killing it. Yeah, yeah you that's a good resume. It was, it was very like, I, it's funny that Dune's most recent. I was like, it felt like a very space version of a city. Like it was like very long shots, very like mm-hmm. slow. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's been our review of the Batman. You can check out our regular episodes that release every Friday. Um, we've been Homo Superior. Uh, follow us on stuff if you want. Recommend us to your friends. We apologize for the hissing noise that's been going on this entire podcast. That's my favorite Batman villain. Um, <laughs> instead of Batman Hush, it's Batman Hiss. Uh, I don't have a joke, so goodbye. Bye. Bye.